State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're heading to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey everybody, it's Michelle Williams. My next guest became a household name starring in the long-running hit show Glee as Mercedes Jones. And she's coming up next on Checking In. I'm so happy that you joined my podcast. Up next is Amber Riley, also known as Riley on the music side of things. And um, we both have a few things in common. We both have been very open about depression. We both have opened up about anxiety and how you have to be brave. And sometimes you might be forced to be brave. Sometimes I think this business can force you to be a lot of things that you don't want to be. But brave is definitely something uh, that I want to be. Now, I, I wasn't sure, you know, how life was going to come at me to make me brave. But I'm so happy to choose bravery. I'm so happy to choose courage. And I'm so happy to introduce my next guest. She's an actress, singer, author, activist. And can I add, she's also a fashionista. Please welcome to my podcast, Amber Riley, also known as Riley. Welcome, girl. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here virtually. Listen, I was like, <laughs> man, one of these days we'll do this stuff in person. Um, mm. But the way this variant is acting up, um, it looks like we'll be kind of virtual yes. for the rest of the year. Yeah, feels like it. Since I've had my podcast, there are guests that we just knew we had to have. And I was just so inspired by your activism and your strength, definitely displayed over the past year. You've Thank gone you. through so many highs and a couple lows, 
but you still come out steady. Thank you. I want to touch on something of good report, (laughs) which is that you got engaged. Yes, I did. Okay. And (laughs) you are headed to the altar. And in a Mm. post, you said, my time by myself, loving myself, getting comfortable with myself, prepared me for you and prepared me for this. Can you speak on that? Man. Oh, my gosh. There was so much in that itself. So I was always the person that would like go online and see people kind of posting about their relationships. And I would just be like, I'm never going to do that. I'm just not going to be public. (laughs) Uh Oh, and the bug bit you. About my relationship, girl, I fell in love. And honestly, like I had right before I met him, I was in this space of just like, I'm just going to date and really take care of myself. And yeah, I'm not really I I didn't want to get married. Honestly, I wasn't really interested in being in a relationship. Mm. Um, And I feel like I got to a healthy place. You know, I got in therapy and I just started unpacking all of this trauma. Yeah. And uh, it's so funny because people think that trauma always means there had to be some big event in your life. And that's the one thing you need to focus on and everything is is better. Yeah. Um, but that's not always what trauma is. Trauma is also little things that that you dealt with that have kind of formed and shaped and left like a bruise, basically. Mm, and good. and you never right. you never tended to it. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like because of the the man that he is, I could not be with someone like that if I was not sound myself. And Mm. I would have never gotten to a place where I wanted to now venture into marriage. You know, I love my parents. My parents are absolutely amazing. But I didn't have an example of of what a working relationship looked like. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I had this complete which isn't even even an irrational fear. That's a very rational fear. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow. In my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I just I spent I spent that last two years just in therapy, working on my mental health. And, um, you know, it's an ongoing process. You never really arrive to a place where, you know, people want to make it seem like there's a, a finish line. Right. You know, yeah. but it's just it's, yeah. a, it's a marathon. It's a marathon. Now, you said this was before you met him. You started going to therapy. Yeah. Before I met him, I started going to therapy. Then when I met him, I started going to more therapy <laughs> because wow. the male species is crazy. Listen, listen, they be bringing stuff out. Now, I'm assuming he's been very supportive of this journey, the, men- yeah. the mental health journey, which is so important, you know? Yeah, he has been. And he had to learn, too. That's he good. had to learn. That's so yeah. good. That is so good. Well, so ladies and gentlemen, y'all can hear her say that this was before she met her fiance and how she was preparing herself. And Mm. I'm so glad to hear you say that you don't have to wait to go to therapy until something bad has happened. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell people it's okay to go to therapy to process past trauma, past pain. 
And guess what? You can even go right now to process even something that you might deem small, like transition. You might be moving from the West Coast to the East Coast. You might be switching careers and you just need some coaching and some guidance. But I always encourage people to sit with somebody to get amazing perspective. I'm thankful for my therapist. I'm thankful for the growth. And since we are on the topic of of therapy and mental health, you also had shared that you didn't know that you were dealing with depression until recently and that anxiety was something that you've been dealing with your whole life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I kind of discovered it in... 2019. So I, mm. I knew that I dealt with anxiety. Yeah. I think I found out that I dealt with anxiety um, while I was actually on Glee. Ah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> that is because a lot of my counterparts were white <laughs> and they they had the language. And you know what I'm saying? Like mm. being black, we didn't really call stuff like that anxiety or depression. You know, they called that drama. when I was older or attention seeking or whatever, you know, I didn't know that it was anxiety. So I'm talking to some of my white counterparts and they're like, Oh, that sounds like anxiety. And I was like, what? I have anxiety. Like you see it on TV and it's like, (gasps) you know, people are breathing like Mm -hmm. the pan. I I didn't even know what that was. So I, you know, found out that I, I had anxiety and being in Hollywood all they do is throw pills and medication at you, which I don't have a problem with, with, you know, people taking medication. That's it. That's what you do. That's your thing. It's your own personal journey. But, you know, they just throw pills, which doesn't really fix the problem. If you're not, you know, talking through what's actually. Yeah, you got to get to the root of, yes. let's get to the root first. Um, yes. I know yes. me and you both love Dr. Caroline Leaf. Yes. Oh, isn't she just the bomb? I just love her. I just, she changed my life. Right? She changed mine. (laughs) The woman changed my life. And like, when I met her, I felt like I was meeting a rock star. Like, I I needed her to know that she really, I was like, I don't think that you, I don't know if I'm properly expressing how much you changed the trajectory of my life and my mental health journey. If I never would have found your books, I never would have found your lectures. I would not have understood what was happening within my own body. Nobody was explaining it to me. Not one doctor that I spoke to explained it to me that way. Listen, and she's so passionate about Mm. what she does. And as I was hearing you talk about medication, I know Mm. that Dr. Leaf, um, we definitely, now if somebody is in distress, Right. Mm -hmm. I I would say this and I'm not even a doctor. If somebody is in a panic uh, or some type of distress, yes, definitely. You know, you want something to help calm that person down, get them stable, you know, absolutely. But to medicate somebody's trauma, to medicate pain, let's get to the root first. Let's try to get to the root of people's behaviors and the the their people's responses. How did your family receive? Because like you said, growing up, like I didn't start going to therapy till I was in my 30s. Um, mm-hmm. We know my story as far as depression symptoms. We traced them back to the seventh grade. Right. How did your mm-hmm. family receive knowing that? Did you tell them how did how did they take it? Oh, there there was no way for me to hide it at this uh, point. <laughs> OK. 
Yeah. My mother yeah. is the one that told me. <laughs> Listen, by the way, your mom is a rock star, honey. Ain't she though? Your mother like, is a rock star and will pray for you at the drop of a hat. I don't know how many tweets or DMs I've gotten from your mother just saying she she's praying. loves you. And when my mother says that she's praying for you, it is not a of just something that she's saying. Like she has prayer ledgers and journals. Wow. And she prays for whatever the Holy Spirit tells her. And she sees the manifestation of it, even if she doesn't talk to the person. Like she'll be like, yeah, I was praying for that. And then I saw them tweet this or I saw them do like my mom is my mom is Ooh, no joke. Thank you, Jesus. She's, for mama. The, she's the best. But there was no way for me to hide it. So um, and I told I'm very open. I tell everybody, you know, my story because I believe being transparent and being open really, really does help yes and around the time that you were going through everything that you went through mm. and when you decided to start sharing i i literally was going through coming toward the end of what it was that i was mm-hmm. going through mm-hmm. and so um your story your story really helped me and put things in perspective for me too um kind of like at the end of mm. 2000 coming toward the end of the summer 2019 I just started getting headaches and mm. I started getting these. I, I didn't know that depression and anxiety uh, could become physical. I didn't know that there was. Yes, there were. I mean, I've, I've read it. I had the knowledge, but okay. I didn't have the experience. Ooh. And so at the end of 2019, I walked to the liquor store around the corner from my house and I never had migraines. But this is what it felt like. I went to the corner store and I had a full on panic attack. Never had one before. Mm. And so I I literally thought that I was dying. Like I was on the floor (laughs) at the door on the floor, just crying uncontrollably, trying to catch my breath. Mm. People are walking over me. Literally what? walking over me. Yeah, people were just looking at me like, oh, this girl crazy. <laughs> Amber, I did look I'm a little so crazy, dog. Yeah. I did look a little crazy. <laughs> Stop. Um, it, yo, it took a black woman driving by. She literally pulled over, got all, all out of her car to help me. Black what? women are just so amazing. Yes, the woman saw me from the street. Help me get my phone out so that I can call my sister. My sister literally ran out of the shower because I kept calling her back to back. She ran out of the shower in a robe, ran here and came and got me. And and then ever since then, you know, I've actually heard this on Dr. Mm. Caroline Leaf's podcast. I was afraid to leave my house. And so I developed agoraphobia from that panic attack. Oh. And Every time that I left my house, I was completely terrified. Then not leaving the house put me into a a depression that was so hard to climb out of. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't know. I didn't. It's not that I didn't know. I didn't want to say that's what it was. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. and so my mom was like, you know, I, I wouldn't leave my room. I wasn't eating. I had lost like 25 pounds. I didn't eat. At all, because I couldn't. At this point, my body was in survival mode. Okay, okay. I didn't eat at all. And my mom came in and she was like, you know, Amber, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I I think I'm just sick. I just don't feel well. Mm. She's like, but it's like, it's been two weeks and you haven't left your room. 
That's depression. Ooh, severe. And I said, I, I, I'm just, I just don't feel well. I, I feel sick. Mm. Kept going to the emergency room. They were like, nothing's wrong with you. It's probably just the flu because I couldn't eat. Yeah, yeah. I had a sensitivity to light. I couldn't, couldn't look up. I was constantly with my hands over my eyes. My head was down. Mm-mm-mm. And my mom was like, you know, do you think it's depression? And I'm, no, no. I dealt, I, no. I dealt with that. I read all the books. <laughs> I, I meditated. I, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I meditate. I pray. No, yes. that's not what yes. it is. Uh, maybe two days later, I'm laying in bed and I'm looking up at the ceiling and I got this really exciting phone call for a gig and I didn't want to do it. Whoa. Didn't want to do it. Didn't care about the money. Didn't care about the look. Had no desire. No desire to sing. Mm. No desire to none. And uh, I finally looked at my mom and I was like, mom, I'm depressed. And I just... I just started crying uncontrollably. Oh, Amber. And so honestly, that that realization was so healing. Mm-hmm. Just being able to say that. Yes. And be honest with myself was the first step to to my healing. And soon after that, you know, I talked to my doctor and told her I was depressed and she hooked me up with a psychiatrist and I spoke to a psychiatrist and you know, I, d- I did get on medication. I'm not an advocate for it, but I needed it. Yep. Understood. Yep. Same here. I needed it. Yeah. I was on my way out of here. I needed it. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I needed something to help me deal with the pain and okay. uncloud my mind so that I can get to the root of what was happening. Okay. But I did it along with a psychiatrist and a therapist. So I took that journey doing everything mm-hmm. that I needed. I, I needed all the support that I could get. And, you know, my mom was like, I don't want you taking it. And I, I really didn't want to take it. But honestly, it saved my life. The, medi- mm-hmm. the medication mm-hmm. saved my life. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. did. I don't think that it's a long-term solution whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my, my opinion. I don't think it's a long-term solution. But I do think along with therapy, it, it, it can help if you are having trouble um, if you're to the point where, like, like you were saying, where it's just, it's gotten too much and you need the help. And yes. I, honestly, I'm, I, I thank God for it. I thank God for my psychiatrist. I thank God for my therapist. I thank God for my mom. My family is so, so supportive, so supportive. My sisters let me have my meltdowns and supported me the whole time mm-hmm. with no judgment. My father, my father even shared with me his journey in his 30s around hit my age when he discovered that he dealt with anxiety. Wow. Like, I, mm. I I just, I my family, they were a blessing through this process. As I was hearing you say, I thank God for my therapist. I thank God for my psychiatrist because the reason why I'm smiling as you were saying that, I feel like sometimes we're not inclusive as far as mental health professionals. You know how we'll put a cardiologist, OBGYN, a -hmm. registered nurse, let's see what, a neurosurgeon, you know, Mm -hmm. all your cool medical professionals. But then we'll put, (laughs) we'll keep a therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist over there somewhere Mm -hmm. instead of. Like, no, some of their offices are in the same medical building as where you go get your pap smear. 
Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm and I was I was I'm having a conversation with the psychiatrist uh, maybe last week during a convention, a, a virtual it was a virtual conference. And I was like, not only that, they go to the same amount of school as a medical doctor. You are a medical doctor. So as you were saying, I thank God for my therapist and my psychiatrist, you know, Mm -hmm. just as well as I know you thank God for your primary care physician. So I don't know. I just went on a whole rant about making sure that we continue to include psychiatrists and therapists in the same brackets as we would, you know, our regular primary care physician. They're just as much as heroes as... As like the our 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 regular our regular uh, physicians may deal with physical pain, but these people are dealing with an invisible pain, and it's equally as important. Yes, it's equally as important. Just because you can't see the pain doesn't mean that it's not as important as if somebody broke their leg and they went Mm -hmm. to a doctor. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Wow. I am so happy because I know your DMs are flooded with people <laughs> telling you their stories or their mm-hmm. issues and the fact that we can be examples and beacons of light and hope for people to talk about it and be okay with going to go get the help that you need. Amber, it didn't make you weaker. It actually made you stronger. It did. Did you feel any shame in the beginning? I don't know if I felt shame. Mm. I felt more fear than anything. Uh, I think because I am, I've been in this uh, business in the public eye for such a long time as a plus size black woman. Okay. That I've kind of developed this. I don't care what you think. And honey, (laughs) listen. Armor (laughs) already. (laughs) Listen, we was like, wait, wait a minute now, Amber. What's going on, sis? What's <laughs> I do. I think that I already That's kind so of good. had this this armor of just kind of like, I don't really care what y'all think. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- it is what it is. Like, so I, I, I can't say that I felt too much shame. You know, when I got through it, I was so happy that I was still here uh, and okay. I found joy again. Mm. that I was excited to share. And it's so funny because um, when I started coming, you know, doing my thing again, it was when I was doing my music and, you know, I'm sharing my journey. And <laughs> one day my manager was like, we need to be careful about the conversation that we have around what? And, but she was, she was right because she was like, we just need to be, you know, we need to make sure the message is clear so that people, because un- I'm not the kind of person that like, I'm just going to say it. like, that's mm-hmm, just my person. Mm-hmm. That I'm very candid. That's just who I am. And and she's like, you know, we just want to be specific around how we talk about it. because We don't want people thinking that you, you know, whatever. And I was like, I really honestly don't care. I think the more real that you can be about it helps other people and that's all I'm I'm so about that. Yeah, it's a real thing and it's real for millions and millions and millions and millions of people. It's you know? such a real thing. It's such a real thing. And like I try to be 
as informative as I possibly can. I actually did start going back to school for psychology. And um, yes, I really, but not not necessarily to be a therapist, even though my therapist tells me that I need to be a therapist. Uh Um, (laughs) I'm with you, Amber. Let's open up a practice. Listen, I mean, like first it was for me to just understand more because I like to learn. Yeah. And I want when I share, I want to know what it is that I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? And I take this platform very seriously and I take other people's mental health, Mm. you know, very, very seriously because I've been through it. But I had to stop because I started working, but I'm going to I'm going to finish because um, I, I just I feel like this is a uh, this all happened to me for a reason. Absolutely. And yeah. and, and I, I know that 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 part of my life is uh, a part of God's purpose mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm a hype. The Black Effect is live this April 27th. The 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed down to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with the Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and share it with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You will not want to miss this, because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Definitely within the past two years, um, sticking on the topic of mental health. And, and yes, y'all, we are going to talk about music and, <laughs> and, and, and Hollywood for sure. But just one question about the loss that you have dealt with, especially with two close friends of yours. Mm-hmm. And if it's too um, sensitive. We don't have to talk about it, but because of the topic of mental health, 
and the loss that you've shared, the loss that you've experienced with two cast members from Glee. Has that affected you, um, your mental health? Have you like, Lord, I got to call on Jesus a little more? Or were you just able to tap into some inner strength to be there for others? It's too hard for me to talk about. Mm. <laughs> um, grieving is, is yes. so not linear. And I wish that it was. Yes, ma'am. And, but it's just, it's just, it's too hard. Yeah. It's just too hard. It's not something that I've been able to really grapple with. And, and you know, those mm. are friends that people know that I've lost. I've lost four more friends in the last two years. So I've, I've suffered a lot of loss and like just a lot of grief yeah it has and i'm 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 really still grieving so okay yes ma'am i totally 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 respect and like you said grief definitely comes in waves i don't know about you as far as my grief but i can tell while i'm grieving my father too because i'll dream about him like last night he loved guns and i mean that in a respectful way he owned them (laughs) He, he he could legally own them and girl, I didn't had a dream about my, about my father. He was in his drawer just getting everything. It was like he was cleaning his rifle. You could see his ammunition. And I was like, Dad, which one do you want me to shoot today? Oh. <laughs> and he, he passed me a revolver. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be shooting the revolver today. So I said, let me go add that to my arsenal. Not a revolver. (laughs) It was a revolver, sister. And let me tell you, and he loaded it for me and handed it to me. And so I just woke up this I just woke up this morning like that was a weird dream, but it was real because that was his thing. (laughs) You know, he had weapons and that was his thing. I like guns too. Okay. Listen, (laughs) I will never forget, honey. I heard some rustling outside my window. This was I was in high school. And uh-huh. I was studying. Actually, I was studying for my senior finals and I heard some rustling outside of my window. And a girl, I put the curtains back. It was somebody looking in my window. Oh, wow. That's scary. I told my dad, honey, my dad, all he had on was his drawers. He grabbed his rifle. It was like a movie, Amber. He goes outside in his drawers with the rifle. I even recognize who the person was no! that was looking in my window. Yes. And they lived maybe about a block up from me. Yes. I remember who Are it was. Are you serious? Yes. Listen, dad said, ain't no time for pants. <laughs> no, sir. Ain't no time for pants. Okay. Not my daughter. Uh-uh. Woo! Oh, my gosh. So, yes, as y'all know, my dad, he passed away in December. So I'm glad to, you know, you talking about grief. Just having yeah. those moments, Amber, where you can have funny stories like that. It wasn't funny at the mm-hmm. time, but the fact that all he had on was them white Fruit of the Looms. Oh, my god! Nothing else. Uh, he <laughs> loved Fruit of the Looms, sis. He loved Fruit of the Loom. And that's how I can get through is even inserting little moments like that where it's like, okay, he loved Fruit of the Loom. Now, you were, <laughs> when you were 20 years old, you booked Glee. What was your young adult experience like growing up in Hollywood? Um, It was interesting because it's not like I was just on a small TV show. (laughs) A small TV show. I said, it's not like I was on a small TV show. Like I was on a, I was on a huge phenomenon. Like 
It was a phenomenon. Did y'all know it was, it was gonna be this phenomenon though? No. It was an anomaly. It was just like there was nothing like it really that was on television. And honestly, I and still I think isn't. It, I honestly think that it was the magic of the cast and having such dope writers, but yes. everybody was cast so perfectly for that show and it just worked. And it was a story that had never that hasn't really been told on TV weekly and it appealed to an audience I feel like that really wasn't spoken to. Yes. Um, yeah. like the outcasts, you know, the 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 ones that felt that like they weren't being seen, the ones that weren't cool. And it was always so dope to me to be able to represent that. Yes. Um, and I understood it a lot more when I got older, but in the thick of it, in the middle of it, it was hard. It yeah. was hard to yeah. be. I was kind of pushed into being this body positive activist and mm. all this other kind of stuff. And yeah. I was only 20. Like I didn't know what I thought and what I felt about myself or my body. I didn't, you know, I was still learning myself at that time. Um, so it did create a lot of cognitive dissonance with me as far as what was going on in my body and what it was that I had to say to people. It created, it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of created that. Okay. Uh, and so I had to climb out of it as I became like, as the show was over, which I think I was like, geez, I think I was 28 when the show ended. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, now I get to live because I didn't get to live during that time. Okay. I didn't, I, mm-hmm. I kind of got to look back and, go through those experiences at 28 but while it was happening it was just it it felt like that it felt like eight years felt like that one snap Mm. it didn't even feel that long but when the wave is going good and it's so much success you're red carpets first Mm -hmm. of all listen it's like every single episode well duh was like a long-standing concerted the <laughs> grueling and they probably weren't grueling because you love to sing you love to perform yeah. um, uh-huh. but I know the hours of practice yeah. and doing that over and yeah. over again you know can be hard on the body Whew. as you enter into the world of being an executive producer on your own projects come oh, on <laughs> come on why <laughs> not why in a bad way <laughs> but you um, said you know, i'm going to take some more ownership yeah i just you know i i i'm always looking into the future and i'm always looking into kind of different lanes that i kind of want to try out and try on yeah. and see you know does this hat fit and i've been fortunate enough in this business to meet so many people that have been successful at things that I just haven't been successful with. And they've been kind enough to show me. So Lisa Muse Bryan is actually the creator of the show. And Craig Zayden and Neil Marin, huge Broadway producers, huge movie producers. They've done, they were the first ones to ever do those live shows, like The Sound of Music. And when mm. we did The Wiz is, is how I met them. Craig Zayden just passed away a couple of years ago, but I still work with Neil Marin. And, you know, they told me they wanted to work with me on my own show. Um, because yeah, you know, because I was on set cutting up and making them laugh and like, it was just such a, it was just such a genuine connection that we had. And they're like, Hey, you're actually really funny. 
Like, <laughs> and they're like, wait, you can really act. Cause I didn't really get to display all of that on Glee. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I get to surprise mm-hmm. people and what I can actually do. And so as we started the journey, it took a couple of years to kind of figure out who the best writer was going to be and what kind of story it is that we wanted to tell and how much involvement I wanted to have in it. And so I've literally just been learning what an executive producer really does and um you know and then taking on the responsibility because at first I just wanted to produce I didn't want to be in the show and the more we talk to networks they're just like we would like you to star in it and also (laughs) like wait a minute I'm trying to less work (laughs) I'm trying to get less work more money right right right. (laughs) we're trying to work smarter not harder Sheesh. But it ended up, the story is so amazing. And um, Lisa Muse, Muse Bryant, who created the show, was a writer. She's also executive producer on um, Blackish, okay. writes on Blackish yeah. too. Oh, um, wow. Yes. And she's just, she's like a mentor to me now. And I just, I've just been blessed to, to try on these hats from these amazing people that are great at it. And um, the process has been, one that I have not experienced being on the other side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the more of the producing yeah. side and, and learning, you know, and I'm looking forward to producing more content and doing more. Yes, ma'am. Well, we mm-hmm. are excited to see that. And you most recently, this your self-titled EP, Riley. Yes. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on. Now, that's where I'm talking about all of the fashion. I'm sorry, Definitely body adi 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 positivity. <laughs> I know you said that you you're not you're not trying to be the poster child, poster girl, poster woman. But baby. <laughs> I said, ooh, let me go in my closet. Let me go in the back of my closet. Let me let go in here and and and, and, pull it out, and girl. come on and, and pull it on out a little bit. Thank you so much. <laughs> for this i know people were wondering when is new music coming out when is new music coming out when is new music coming out? <laughs> i'm you know what i'm always working on new music i was blessed my riley ep has like five million streams i think at this That's point so across good. all streaming platforms and i when i tell you that that was not something that i was expecting at all was not expecting that yeah. And it's just been, honestly, it's just been a, a, a blessing. And this time around, I'm just recording. Good, good. I am recording. I'm going to start releasing music probably toward the end of the year, like I did last year. And yes. I, I just, I need, I hope people like it. That's, Listen, I just, they will like it because I think just seeing you embody and grow into this fierce woman Thank you. And you, you've gotten into this place of empowerment that is so awesome to see. No compromise. Mm-hmm. And um, being a bridge. And I know that comes with some sacrifices. Um, mm-hmm. it, it comes with, I don't know if, if people say, you know, we don't know what she's going to do. We don't know what she's going to say. Um, but I'm sorry, honey. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, child. Yeah, but they absolutely. know. Now, can we still call you Amber Riley? You know what? I'm fine with still being called Amber, but. What do you want? Riley is, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Riley is who I've, I've rebranded myself as okay. Riley just yep. for my music. 
Okay. So people call me Riley. They call me Amber, especially my people that have known me. Like you've known me a, a while. So you know yes, me as Amber. I was like, so oh obviously. my gosh, when I introduced you, I said Amber Riley. And I said, oh my gosh, we're going to have to add. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, because Riley, child, you got No, that. it's fine. It's like it's Bow fine. Wow don't want to be called Lil Bow Wow. It's just uh, Bow Wow. Drop the L I L. I'm done. <laughs> You got to respect people's growth. You hear me? She is a woman. Oh, my goodness. No, when I do things kind of like personally about me, it's it's Amber Riley. When I do things in my music, they usually call me Riley. But eventually I just want to be right. Yes, ma'am. OK, that's I what I absolutely like. understand. Well, first of all, I am so glad that you took some time out of your day to check in with me and the listeners of this awesome podcast. You've been so open, so transparent about your mental health journey. I just know that there could be somebody listening right now thankful for your story. What would you tell somebody right now who might be feeling hopeless? I would tell them what I learned is hopelessness. It just means that you are probably dealing with a lot of pain and it's hard for you right now to to work through it. Um, Mm -hmm. But just know that those feelings of hopelessness and those feelings of giving up are it's, it's just signals in your body telling you that you need help and you can absolutely make it through it. I've been to the bottom, the bottom of the bottom, the worst of the worst, where I just honestly just didn't want to be here anymore. And I learned that that was my depression lying to me. And I learned that that was the pain speaking to me. Mm -hmm. But when I finally was honest about all of those things, I was able to work through it. And you can work through it too. You know, you have a purpose for being on this earth. That's not a cliche. We are all here for a purpose. So give yourself a chance and give God a chance to show you what that is. And keep going. Come on. Give yourself a chance and give God a chance. Riley, we'll see you again. Yes. Thank you. And that is why we talk things mental health as much as we can on this podcast. See, you never know what people are going through. Like I knew that Amber within the past few years have become very open about anxiety and depression, but for her to really go into detail of what that rock bottom looked like for her. And then I appreciate how she was honest enough to still say she's still grieving the loss of two people close to her and that she even said she lost four more. Y'all, we got to be real. We got to be honest about where we are and how we're handling grief. And as long as we're getting through, we got to get through the grief, though. We got to get through it. You never stop missing a person. I miss my father. I miss my grandmother. She passed away in 2009. And those were our two major losses. And so I'm just thankful for her honesty. I'm so thankful for her transparency and I love how she also said, give yourself a chance and give God a chance to continue working on you and just know that God is going to bring you through. I know you guys are going to love this podcast. And I think this is a podcast where you can continue listening to it when you begin to feel hopeless because you can know that there are two people that were talking to each other that have been there 
and who are alive to tell the story. And that's why my book checking in is so important as well. It's touching lives. It's making so much impact. And um, we just have to continue checking in with each other. And that is just my weekly, my weekly pledge for sure. As long as this podcast stands is to be there for you guys and keep checking in on you and letting you know that you are loved, you are seen and you have so much to live for. So till next time, thank you for joining me and checking in. Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more more info now.